Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, welcome back, chat room. This is Alicia. I'm here with my right hand, and most of the time, honey child, she is my left child. Hey, Alicia girl. <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week. I am super duper like tired. I really am. This is a great week, though. We want to welcome you guys to Let's Chat, and we both have had a very long week. Yes, girl. My tired is tired. That's how tired I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, our topic tonight is no turning back, right? Because, you know, uh, (laughs) shout out to Amir Bully, who will be in the clubhouse on tomorrow. We have a battle of the sexes, y'all. Y'all got to. Y'all got it's gonna be it's gonna be so bananas tomorrow. I cannot wait. Tomorrow is the battle of the sexes. We got a mirror mm. in the building. We're gonna be talking that talk, y'all. Sean St. Clair. It is going down. Battle of the sexes. Love my yacht. It's gonna be in the building. I'm excited. Tomorrow is gonna be so live. I'm just so excited Ooh. for that. But let me find out I got to take that day off to prepare for those guys. But, you know, Leash, you know, this is part two to an awesome show we had a couple of weeks ago. But Amir coming into the chat room, it's been a minute since he shared his time with us. So he's had a lot going on. It's going to be great to catch up with him. And, you know, whenever Sean comes in the building, hmm, he had already started at the Atlanta kickback a couple of weeks ago. I'm just saying. (laughs) We y'all can see we have a good time here. We have a good time here on the chat room. We love to get together. We love to 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 chit chat, and we always forget to open the show. So open us up, T. Absolutely, absolutely. Once again, we are 
coming to you live from this chat. My name is Miss Tony. I'm joined by the phenomenal, yet tired, Miss Alicia. We so enjoy and having you guys tune in every Thursday and Friday. We come to you guys live, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, we know we got some new faces up in the chat room, so we want to welcome you guys and let y'all know what we do here on this chat, and that's what we love to do, celebrating not just literature, but just life, because we celebrate all aspects of the arts, you know, whether it be music, publishing, literature, because uh, we all love readers first and foremost, but anything that has to do with life, they have come through the doors and we celebrate it here on Let's Chat. We allow our guests as well as our listeners to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. We get to hear the passion behind our guests and do believe they could be getting passionate up in the chat room. <laughs> Just check out our archives. But, you know, you never know who's listening, and you may touch someone who's going through that same spot in their life. So we thank you guys for tuning in. Buckle up. Tonight's topic is no turning back. We got a great show with some fabulous guests in the chat room, so we hope you guys are excited as Leisha and I are. You know, we always excited anytime we step through the doors. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, turning back, in the words of Mr. Amir Bully, you will get a crick in your neck, turning back. Oh. You're going you're gonna to get a crick in your neck. <laughs> and that's right, now. <laughs> that's true. You ever notice how you double back to do something? And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it would be like a whole waste of time. There'd be no true. turning back. Right. I don't like tricks in my neck, but it, it happens mm-hmm. all the time. So we got three fabulous guests we met at the Atlanta Kickback. We got the fabulous author, Yanni Miller, um, but she's just known as author Yanni. We got author Andrea, who are both part of Shan Presents. We love Shan here. She has been on our show many, many times. She is a fabulous publisher. And we also have author Danielle Offit, who we met at the kickback. She is so dynamic, y'all. Her whole personality is awesome. She is um, Jessica Jessica Warren Presents, I think, mm-hmm. is her um, publisher. And so I'm excited. We have all three of them in the chat room. Awesome. I like that lineup. Nice lineup. Yes, we're going to take a brief break. We're going to hit you with. Do I have it in here? So, we absolutely love Xavier Lewis. I want to shout him out because he is doing so much. He's going to be on the show um, later in the winter. Uh, He's going to actually do like a, a record release. Or his new album release, and we get to we're gonna get to listen to some songs uh, here on Let's Chat and have like a whole release party uh, all about him. So he's doing an awesome takeover here in the chat room, and he has this song, y'all. Let me tell you, child, it's called "Wind It Up." This song is everything, so we gonna need y'all to go on out and get him some support and cl- one click that click that on iTunes and and. Uh, Amazon, wherever you get your music, because it is hot, and he got a whole album full of music that is coming out. So we're going to hit you with a little bit of that, Xavier uh, Lewis, Wind It Up, and we will be right back. Baby, show me how you sexy wind yeah, yeah. Baby, show me how you sexy wind it. Ooh. 
I'm the owner, coach, a star, and player. Your dreams and reality, they both not compare. Yeah, refining fabrics that just pay the chain. No need of arguing over petty things. Look, we'll pull up in foreign horses, I'm the jockey. Bring light on gold, baby, who gon' stop me? Girl, rub me three times, I grant you wishes. Don't need no mental toast to give you kisses. Start flashing, I be like, damn girl, you blowing up. I so you skating on, no need them hating on you. Louis, I'm lacing on you, nothing is basic on you. Smile on your face, make me say, girl, you so beautiful. What I got in that safe, that's only for me and you to know.
All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Hey, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I am Miss Felicia. You know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. Leash, that music was on point. Um, hello, everybody. I'm still reeling from all the music. You know, Leash and I, we have some awesome, dope music mm-hmm. in our library. I was feeling all those hits, Leash. <laughs> Absolutely. Shout out to Ebony Archer, um, Keith Robinson, and Blue Marley, and the fabulous Xavier Lewis for always supporting us and giving us a little bit of their music. We always are supported and given um, music by our different musical artists that come on our show, so we really appreciate that. If you would like to have your music played on Let's Chat, just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Ciao. Now, we got our first guest, okay. the fabulous Yanni Miller. Hi. Hey, Yanni. Welcome to the chat room. Thank you. We are so excited. So we met her, y'all, at the five five six kicks. Kick, oh, sorry. At the five five six, chicks Atlanta kickback. Atlanta kickback <laughs> last month, and so we are excited, child. You got to you got to tell us about your literary journey for all of those who are not familiar with your pen. Um, well, I started as a published author at 15, so wow. I was first signed to Leo Sullivan. With him, I released about, I think, like 12 books, probably. Wow. Or a little okay. less. So I was with him from, like, 15 to 18, and then at 18, I got with Shan, and I've been rocking with Shan ever since. Wow. That's a, quite a... And you sound like you're like 15, and she already got all these books out. <laughs> 15 years old. Girl, you better go. Okay. We love yes, that. You. We love it. Okay, so I want to go back. What was going on in your world that at 15 that made you feel like you wanted to be a published author? Well, I had already always loved writing from young. I would write stories but never finish them. And I was always a bad speller, so I was one of those people who had to use spell check all the time. I would give my little stories to my mom and my aunt to read them and be like, could you check the words? Because, you know, I can't really spell, but I know what I'm saying. (laughs) And... (laughs) At, like, 15, I was working on something. I had started it. It was at, like, 5,000 words. And for me, that was a lot because I never finished nothing at that time. So when I finally finished it, I started off with a smaller company, and then they merged with Leo's company. So that's how I ended up with Leo. But I didn't Mm -hmm. write, like, when I first started writing, it was mostly murders and stuff. It was still hood novels, but it was murder. Like, more focused on murder because I just wasn't comfortable writing sex scenes at 15. So it wasn't mm-hmm. no love. <laughs> you had to grow into it, right? <laughs> yeah, like, 
I, I had to keep telling myself, hey, I know your mom reads it, but you're getting grown now, so might as well just put it in there. Mm-hmm. How did now, you feel did... when you wrote your first book, right? Right. It's got it with sex in it. When I wrote my first book with sex in it? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I didn't care. It was just like, I was like, oh, I think the scene is a little bland because it wasn't something that I was doing. So it was just like, a, I don't know if this is going to get them excited or not. But I was like, it is what it is. I put enough for y'all to know to contact who is there. And then I think the next, after my first book was sexy, my second book was sexy. That's when my mother was like, so you trying to tell me something? And I was just like, girl, no. <laughs> Oh, you hit mama with the girl doll, no, like, child, you know, that's just, you know, I just write books. That's just what I do. Right. I mean, like, and then if it's, like, too good of a scene, like, if it's too good of a scene, I'll be like, no, I have so-and-so write down for me because, you know, I don't like writing them. So <laughs> a lot of my pen sisters caught the blame for some of them sexy <laughs> Did she believe you? <laughs> she, she, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think Mama fell for that one. That's why she kept. Do you want to think about Mamas? We will ask you the same thing more than once, and then we'll go back, reword the same question. Just reword it a little bit because we're going to ask you the same thing. We ask you a question we already know the answer to. I don't think Mama went for that. I don't think that's why she kept asking. Honestly, my mom asked me basically almost every year since she's been like since I've been writing. She asks me damn near every year. Like, so this is what you like. So you want you a hood dude with this, that, and the third, just like that, right? That's what you want. And I'd be like, Mom, please. And then one time I just hit her with it. I was like, Yep. I was like, Your future son-in-law didn't been to jail. Just now. Oh. And she was like, oh. Oh, no. no. Did she stop asking questions at that point? <laughs> I mean, my mother is highly nosy, so she ain't never going to stop asking questions. <laughs> what? Oh, Mom. I know she was so tickled. She tried to, I know she tried to play it off, but I know she was just like, Okay, all right. <laughs> she probably did. Cool. She probably was just like, uh, you know, she boosts me up. She's like, she's my number one fan. So she boosts me up to her coworkers. So she probably was like, oh, now my coworker about to look at me funny because she want to be writing this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but now, see, let me tell you now, your mama, that's going to be your biggest supporter right there. She, that's your your free mm-hmm. promotion right there because everybody she knows, she'll be like, go buy my baby book. She and if she knows real good, she's not going to ask. She's going to be like, my baby write, wrote a book, here, here you go. Yep, that'll be $25. <laughs> she even going to bump up the price. <laughs> she definitely does that all the time. Mm. <laughs> now I have a question it's for I, you. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. ahead, see. Okay. I was going to say, besides your mom, who else is your biggest supporter? Besides my mom, who else is my biggest supporter? Um, 
dream-wise, both my parents support any dream that I have. Mm-hmm. They've always been like that. Like, you could go out and you could do it. Um, Reading-wise, my sister-in-law, who's just more like my sister, like if her and my brother were to break up, that still be my sister. And any girl after her got to catch the pants kind of thing. <laughs> my sister, my sister, she she's one of my biggest supporters. Like she, that's who I send my book to if I'm like not feeling it, and I'll be like, all right, read this for me. And then she cursed me out for it not being done. So she's definitely one of my <laughs> biggest supporters as well. That's awesome. I love it. Now, when you sat down to write your first book. You were you were 15. You were just starting out, so everything was all different. How has your pen changed now that you're over what 20 books in? Um, one, I feel like my my character descriptions have changed. The storylines have changed, and I feel like I write more realistic now. Like mm-hmm. back when I first started writing. If my main girl character got cheated on, beat on, all that, she probably would have stayed. Now, it's like, in real life, yeah, you get the girls who stay, but you also get the girls who boss up and move around and value, upgrade their life. So, I'm more so in the upgraded life line right now than the, the, okay, this is the fanny, the fairy tale and the fantasy I'm trying to portray to y'all. No, I write realistic stuff. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. how I feel like my pen has changed. And I feel like my sex scenes got better. They used to be dry. I feel like they a little, they got some hand sanitizer on it now. They moist, but they still dry, you know? <laughs> oh, oh. All right now. <laughs> That's a good one. Now, that is a good one. They moist, but they still dry. You know, we say here on Lunch Chat, we love us a, a good sex scene, child. And we say, if it's going to be nasty, let it be nasty. If not, we're going to need you to send their ass to Starbucks for some coffee and a cookie and just have a little conversation because we don't need all that other stuff. Listen, <laughs> it's a waste of reading time. I hate writing sex scenes. So much. I feel like ninety nine point nine percent of the authors hate writing sex scenes. Really? I feel like they do. You have some of them who just like really like it. I feel like a lot of people that I've been encountered that's writers, they don't like writing a sex scenes either. Well, we've had some guests here on the show that has said that if if their scenes aren't if they're not feeling their scenes, then it's, it's not gritty enough. Now, they have to be able to take a break from their own sex scenes. That's how much they're into their sex scenes. So it's interesting to hear you say that because, you know, you have to be able to, I don't want to sound vulgar, but to get off on your own sex scenes. Does that make sense? I get what you're saying. you see. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Y'all nasty. Uh-huh, y'all uh-huh, I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> I love it. Listen, I don't I do absolutely nothing. Love it. <laughs> I absolutely I love do it. I don't do nothing. If it ain't about a, if it ain't about the bag, I don't do nothing. 
Interesting. Now I know that you you have a publisher. What's the best part about being part of Sham Presents? Um, my ten sisters, how supportive we are of each other. The constant fact that even if one of us is down, we all try to uplift each other. It's like we're really a whole sisterhood of authors. Well, it's some men in there now, so it's like a family kind of thing going on over there. Oh. Okay. Now, have you ever co-wrote with uh, any of your um, authors on the same? Excuse me, on your same um, with the same within the same company? Um, yes, I've co-wrote with Andrea. Uh-huh. I've written with Kiara. Um, I written. I wrote. I written. I wrote with Shante. <laughs> When she was signed, um, I wrote with, oh, my gosh. I wrote with a lot of people so far while I've been signed. Um, Right now, that's all I can really remember, those couple of names that I, those three people that I said. Absolutely. Well, you know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something fun. Um, <laughs> since we know you, you fast. Yep, you fast, Ma. You hear that, Ma? She fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who fast? Uh-uh. But we gonna Let ask you go to back. plug your ears, Ma. If you listen, and we need you to plug your ears real quick. <laughs> we always like to do something fun here in the chat room. Tony always has some fabulous questions, so I'm excited to know what questions she has for you today. You know, we're going to be trying to break some barriers here up in the chat room with Abiyani this evening. But first and foremost, Yanni, thank you so much for joining me, Alicia, tonight. You know, we appreciate you sharing your valuable time with us and our listeners. So uh, we want you to know that we are truly appreciate that. Now, you kind of thank got you. my interest peaked when you said that uh, with the black vampire and uh, all that darkness. So I want you to give us a live excerpt. And one of your props, I'm going to give you three, is going to be a vampire. The other one is a raincoat. And the last one is a whip. So you have a vampire, a raincoat, and a whip. Can you give us a live excerpt using those three items or three props? Yes, I'm trying ma'am. to figure out, like, I don't, I don't got nothing. I, don't, I can't even think of nothing. A vampire with a raincoat and a whip. What is he? Don't have like, to, he doesn't have to be wearing it. He could even come upon someone wearing it. Uh-uh. So you're trying to be grown. I just told you <laughs> I wasn't out here doing nothing, and you're trying to be grown. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> I forfeit. Oh, you don't want to give your just a little bit of taste of your if your uh, uh, spontaneity. Said, I ain't about to get caught up. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> forfeit. I game over. 
Okay, so I, I have another question for you. If I'm sorry, repeat the question. I have another question for you. Okay. Yeah. If you were able to put together your own anthology and you can have three authors in that anthology that are alive, who would it be and why? And I could have three actors in the. You can have whoever you want, dead or alive. Who would it be and why? In my anthology? Mm-hmm. Um, Tupac, he's like he's like one of my fave 90s rappers. I tell people to ask my father. So definitely Tupac. Um, dead or alive, wow. Lauren London, just because she's super pretty. Like, I love Lauren London. And um, Michael B. Jordan, because that's Bay. Oh, okay. So I hope that answered it all. Oh. I can't go that wrong with that. That pick. Michael B. Jordan, he is a little cute. He mm-hmm. is. He I is. like him. <laughs> he he a little I like cute. Him. He didn't used to be cute though. Y'all know he just kind of came up a little bit. Nah, he, uh, he, like he, was, he was ugly when he was um, Wallace on the wire. Okay, I was just making sure I wasn't the only one that felt that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was funny looking. <laughs> he grew into his face. Absolutely. Well, we want to we appreciate you coming to kick it with us here on the chat room. I want you to shout out all of your social media where everybody can get your books and any events you're going to be at. Um, my Facebook is Yanni Miller. My Instagram is Yanni period five underscores. Um, Snapchat is Yanni underscore petty. Um. The next event I'm going to be at, I'm going to be at Chicago next month for Jessica Watkins event. So I'll be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm i trying to do Ohio as well and as well as Dallas in November. So I'm trying to figure out the next couple of events I'm going to be at. Awesome. Well, I know you will have a great time. Yes, you know, I'm turning 21 in a couple of couple of days, so you know. Oh, and uh-huh. you're going to forfeit? You're grown, girl. We so appreciate you coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. You know you are welcome here anytime. Thank you. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. Thanks again for joining us. No problem. You ladies have a good night. You too. Okay, you too. <laughs> that was a good interview, Lisa. <laughs> I didn't realize she was so young. I, like I know. I mm-hmm. love her energy, though, to be that young and to be able to sit down and and mm-hmm. pin a book takes a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a lot. It, it really is. And so I'm glad that she's mm-hmm. able to mm-hmm. um, sit down and get those things accomplished. 
And it's a commitment as well, Leash. You know, who at, at 20 years, she's not even 21 yet, but 20 years old and to have pen as many books as she has, it, that's a commitment. It really is. It really is. And I'm glad that she's sticking with it. Her personality is oh so awesome. Mhm. It really is. So shout out to Miss Atiyani. Absolutely. We're gonna take a brief break while we wait for our next fabulous guest to roll up in okay. the chat room. Let's see. Okay. Let's uh Let's hit y'all with a little hustle, because, you know, the book hustle is always, always going on. This is State of Emergency. Bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. back. Corporate loving hustle. Making money hustle. Independent business. 24 struggles. On the block hustle. Crooked cop hustle.
for my first book. Mm-hmm. We going back. Um, we gonna go back to twenty twenty thirteen, the year before you okay. you published your book. What was going on? Um. Okay. Well, I was in college. It was like I had a creative writing class, and I started writing. It, it was like a little short story, and. I got, like, this good grade on it, and I was like, oh, it's so good. And my professor was like, oh, like, it's really a good story. You should, you know, you should continue the story on. I wouldn't mind reading it. But, you know, like, when you're from, like, a certain, like, like, you're not, like, you're ethnically from a different part of the world that they're from, so they don't know, like, the ways you could really turn this and make it, like, relatable to people that's like you as opposed to twisting it another way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was like, hmm, like, I can do this. But I always wanted to write, but I was, like, nervous because I didn't know, like, how that would, like, how that would happen or how that would come out. And then, um, so I actually sat on it for a couple of months and, then I got, I was reading a book and I like scrolled to like the last page and it was like sharing presents is accepting submissions and I was like, holy shit! Like, is this like a sign or what? And mm-hmm. and then I the whole conversation like was like in my mind and I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. And then when I sent her the chapters. I was like nervous because I'm like, what if, what if, what if she don't like it? Like, you know, like I'm from up north, so it's like, what I see is different from what other people see. So it's like, what if she don't, what if she don't like it? But then when she responded and it was like, oh, this like is gonna be like a good book. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I could really do this. <laughs> like the beginners dinners. Because I think that, and I think you were nervous because you weren't quite sure on the process. I think a lot of first-time authors are nervous, and they forget that when you submit your your, your work to the publisher, they just need to know that you have a shell. You know, like an M&M has the chocolate and the uh-huh. peanuts and the coton and the shell. Mm-hmm. So if you have the shell and you have a teachable spirit, once they they find out that shell can go somewhere, they can help you make sure you add the peanuts and the nuts and the chocolate and, and put the M on the front, right? They can help you top that off, but they just have uh-huh. to see what kind of shell do you have, what kind of not only what kind of shell do you have, what kind of spirit do you have? Because I, I will say that everybody doesn't have a teachable spirit, which makes it hard for publishers to be able to, to do what they, they, they're there to do, which is to teach. They're there to teach you mm-hmm. and to put your book out, right? Mm-hmm. So if it, yeah. when you have that teachable spirit, all she needed to know is that you had something that she can help you with. And after that, mm-hmm. that's the limit. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you sit down to write, what is your writing process like? My writing process, I, it depends what type of story I'm writing because if it's like, like with the book, um, the actual cover that you guys seen, Say by an Ex Gangster, that whole setting for that was very sad and dark and like, um, different. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, my other upbeat, not as heavy books, like, I have, like, a lot of music, like, fast-paced, like, old-school music, like, all types of, like, stuff going on. And then, like, I'll just write. Whereas something heavy, like, Save by Gangsters, like, I'm more, mm-hmm. I need quietness because I have to, like, go and, like, tap into, like, sadness. And, you know, you can't get sad if you're listening to joyous music. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely, like, it depends on the type of book I'm writing. So when you mm-hmm. sit down to write, have you ever? I know a lot of times you write on experience or things that you've seen or or other people have experienced. But have you ever sat down to write about something that you kind of have either outgrown or? Um, have healed from, but you have yeah. to go back and put yourself in that dark place. How was that experience for you? It was like um, thinking about it. It was like whoa, like because it was something from my teenage years. Like I wrote a book based on it. Um, so when I went back to write it, I was like, it was like so easy to write, obviously, because I like went through it myself, like firsthand, and I like you know came out of it and grew with all this other stuff. But when I was writing it, it was like all these like old feelings, like how I was feeling before, like when I was going through it was like happening, and like the every emotion I was typing, I was feeling because it was like all of them emotions were like rushing back to me. Oh, wow. And how did you feel afterwards? I mean, did it it help? It helped. Like, uh, it made me understand, like, how much I've grown and, you know, like, I'm not that same teenage girl anymore. And Mm -hmm. I'm, like, more older now. And I understand more. I'm wiser. Like, you know, I understand life a little bit more now. Mm. Now, how would you define your pen to our listeners? You know, if for someone that hasn't read any of your books, how would you describe your pen? Realistic. I would describe my pen as realistic because I can guarantee any book that you read from me, you won't read anything that's not realistic in my book. Like, I try to keep it as close to reality as possible because I know there are authors out there that do, like, extreme stuff with a twist, like, no shade to them. It's just not me. Because I don't want people to pick up my stuff and say I can't relate to that. Because I feel like any author, writer, rapper, singer, when you put something out there like that with your artistry, that like you want to touch somebody. So I feel like if you writing about stuff that people can't relate to, it's not really touching them. So I feel like my pen is realistic because I feel like with everything I write, somebody could take at least something out of it and say, I felt that. I can understand that. I know how that feels. I can relate to that. Mhm. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, what if you could, being a publisher and an mm-hmm. author, mm-hmm. and you have your books in, if you could drop five jewels on an up-and-coming author or somebody that is thinking about being an author, what would those jewels be? My jewels to an up-and-comer. First of all, stay true to yourself. 
no matter, I mean, it's good to take advice from people because there are veterans in the game and people that have good advice and they could tell you and teach you stuff based off experience, but stay true to yourself. I mean, listen to what they have to say because I think it's rude not to listen, but don't take what they're saying and run with it. So one, stay true to yourself. Two, don't change that goes with number one like don't change your pen for anybody if somebody doesn't like like you know you can't please everybody so don't change your writing because of that one person that comes to you and expresses they don't like it so if they don't like it obviously they're just not a fan so i just feel like don't mm-hmm. change your writing for them three um do a lot of background knowledge on everything like don't just run what people tell you do like your own thinking on things like research a lot um, or um, don't just follow a trend because you see that other people are doing it because what works for them might not work for you. And uh-huh. last but not least, um, I would say to – I would say last but not least is put prayer – if put prayer or whatever it is that you pray to or you feel like a higher power, put that in, like, your thought process all the time. Mm-hmm. We'll keep it uh-huh. That's awesome. I love those. I really like the don't follow the trends. That's the first we – I think that's the first we've had, Lee, when we've asked for jewels. And I, it's so true and so obvious sometimes. Yeah, like I Absolutely. just, you know, like certain things, it just doesn't work for everybody. Like there's people that can follow a trend and let it hit, and then there's people that follow the trend because they think it's like what is, and it's not true to what they are, so it doesn't work out for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Now, what is this? And this is Tony. I'm sorry, Go ahead. I was, was going to ask what to is Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead, no, go ahead. We're going to probably ask the same thing. <laughs> now, I was going to ask her to tell us about her latest book, because she was talking about the cover that we were sharing, but just tell us about her latest book. My late, That's not my latest book. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want me to talk about that cover? No, your latest book. The latest one that I had out. Um, it's called Only She Could Keep It Real. And... um. It's about it's about just being I mean, honesty. It's like a lot of honesty. Like for example, like when you get into like a relationship or a situation or whatever, like you have people that like to throw around BS and don't keep it real or you have people that just say stuff that they think other people wanna hear or you have mm-hmm. people that you know so with this right. book, when I wrote it, I wanted it to be, like, the female because I always like to promote, like, strong females, like, all the time, strong, independent females that, you know, I wanted her, them, because it was two of them, and there to be, like, you know, not take nonsense, know what they want, um, be honest about it, be real about it. Hmm. Okay. Right. How has your pen grown from the very first book till now? 
How do you think your pen Ooh, child. Ooh, child. Ooh, child. Ooh, child. It grew so much. Like, no. Like, it grew so much that, honestly, and I probably think this is probably bad to say, and I'm saying this for people to hear, but it grew so much that I don't even talk about, really, my first book. Because mm-hmm. if you go read my first book and you read, like, my later books, you can see, you'll probably be like, whoa, like, is this the same author? Like, it's, like, such a huge difference because I feel like when I first started writing, like, I just wrote. Like, I didn't really listen to too much that people told me. Like, I didn't listen to Shan too much. Um, and you could tell by how the book came out that I didn't really listen. I thought that I just knew so much. Like, hmm, like, what is there? It's writing. Like, I could just write this and I'll be fine. And mm-hmm. you could tell that, whoa, like, I just thought that I just knew everything. And that's honest, obviously <laughs> not true. So mm-hmm. my pen has grown because, like, it took me a few books, like, well, after that book, I should say, because the second book, the part two to it, and the rest, like, I listen more. So with each book, like, you could see, like, the growth in my writing and stuff like that and me actually listening to what people have to tell me, not afraid to, like, have help, but not really help as in form of, like, changing, but help into, like, tweaking my pen or so, but not mm-hmm. really changing who I am as a writer. Mm. But do you feel the need to go back and, and apply all that you've learned to your earlier works? I do. I want to. Mm-hmm. Just to keep your, your, your portfolio fresh, you know, and especially to show the growth that you have uh, mm-hmm. gotten. Mm-hmm. Now, we always like to do something a little fun here on Let's Chat. And so your pen has grown. You are excited about your work. Your future is bright. So I'm excited for the questions that she has, people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) I'm going to use the same props we used before because I think her pen can support it. But before I do, I want to say thank you for joining me, Alicia and I here on this chat and our listening audience uh, and sharing yourself with us and your time because we know that's valuable. You could be doing anything else, but we appreciate you being here in the chat room with us. But we love hearing our guests' creative juices flow instantaneously. So we give you guys three props, and you are in turn to give us a live excerpt. And tonight, um, a raincoat, a whip, and instead of the vampire, I am going to say a thong. A what? A thong. <laughs> a thong? A raincoat? Right. A you can take any of your characters and use those three props and give us um, a live excerpt. Okay. Whenever I'm ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. I have to use all three props? Or no? Mm-hmm. Yes. All three? All right. I'm ready. Okay. So. Hmm. Raina got off of work early because she wanted a surprise for me and Robert something special for being the wonderful man that he was. So she decided to give him a little peep show. So she rushed home from work. When she got 
home, she rushed into the shower and took a quick shower before she jumped out and threw on her lace thong, her thigh-high boots, and popped it off with a raincoat. She wanted to give it an exotic feel, something new, something fresh. So she pulled out all the tricks. She took out her toys, vibrators, whips, handcuffs, chains, everything to make him crazy and love her more. So, so she, but when she was done, she decided to throw together a quick dinner to have it done so that when he came home, they could have dinner and go straight to the vet. Begin. She oh. wrapped that on. She wrapped that thing on up and put a little bow on there. She sure <laughs> did. And gave it a pop right at the end. Mm-hmm. She wrapped it right on up, put a little bow on top. Here you go. <laughs> we love it. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We so appreciate you coming to kick with us in the chat room. I want you to shout out all of your social media. I want you to shout out where everybody can get your books from. Shout out your publishing company if you're accepting submissions and any of your authors that may be having books coming out. Okay. So um, first of all, my publishing company, Ruby and Emerald Publications, we are accepting submissions. You can send all inquiries to Ruby and Emerald Pub at ymail.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Andrea the Author or Andrea Neverson. I have two Facebook pages. Um, you can find me on Twitter um, at, at Author Andrea with an underscore after. You can find me on Instagram at. You can find me at that author underscore Andrea. And mm-hmm. I also have an Instagram for my publishing company. It is Ruby and Emerald Publications. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Snapchat, too, at Andrea underscore the author with the crown and the pencil. And you can like my page, Author Andrea, on Facebook, as well as my page, Ruby and Emerald Publications. And... New releases, me and my authors have new releases coming out all next week. Um, it's a series we have come, come in called Cuffing in the Summer, which we did for each of our hometown, home states. And that's all next week. So we have um, Nashville, um, Dallas, Charleston, um, Jersey, uh, and Savannah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the camp's going on over there. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love it. You was on the move. I'm, I don't even know you that well, and I'm proud of you. 
Thank there. you. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, congrats to you and your team. Thank you. And you and your authors are welcome here anytime. If you have authors that you want to have on the show, just hit up me or Miss Tony, and we'll um, get them on for you. Thank you guys so much. I enjoyed you guys. Oh, we enjoyed you. You. <laughs> you are That's ready like rain and dessert. <laughs> <laughs> she wrapped that right on up, T. She cleaned it up, wrapped it up, put a bow on it, just by like, ego. <laughs> yeah. And this is the thing that, um, the thing about the excerpts, right? We just give the props, right? The direction that the author goes into is totally on the author. So if they want to go in an erotic direction, if they want to go in a murderous direction, they just take that thing, they wrap it up and put their own bow on it. That's that's a part of mm-hmm. being able to experience an author's natural flow. Mm-hmm. And we love it. <laughs> <laughs> So we appreciate you, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Have a yeah, wonderful have night. Have a great You too. <laughs> that was awesome, Leash. Yes. I like her energy, too. I love her energy and her personality. She is, like, very – I can see her just doing some things. You know what I'm saying? Because she's very, like mm-hmm. – she has that – that teachable spirit, but like she's a giver. You can tell it just pours mm-hmm. out. Like I just want to be able to to do, and she can do actually mm-hmm. whatever she puts her mind to. She really can, and so I'm so glad that she took time out and was able to come and just just chill out with us. Mm-hmm. She's definitely doing things. You heard all of the the things they her and her camp have coming up. So that's that's awesome. You know, just keeping busy, keeping positive busy. So that's a wonderful thing. We wish them nothing but the best from the ladies here on Let's Chat. Absolutely. So we are going to take a break, and we are going to have the fabulous Danielle Hoffett up in the chat room. Let's see. We haven't played a little necessary in, um, in a while. Um, let's do Karis. No apology. Shout out to Karis. Okay. Uh, running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on their neck, stepping on their neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afro pick. Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. I told you I'm a savage, but you wouldn't listen. Uh-huh. I came to take over the whole game, that's my mission. Carrots, you a motherfucker, now pay attention. Uh-huh. Now that I got your attention, uh-huh. let me complete my sentence. Born in the slums, I hustle for crumbs, I saw for days. Now it's time to get paid, uh-huh. dug into my last day. Right. Streets made me a menace, mama didn't raise uh-huh. no fool. Bottom line, you course was mine, homie, uh-huh. I eat your food. I ain't with that mumble uh-huh. shit, the only thing that mumbles quick is when I put that muzzle on that bitch and I freeze that shit. Yeah, I'm insane. Nigga, crazy and I'm cool, cold Split personality, I don't know who's who Screws 
so watch what you say to me. I won't snap out. I'm a New York Jersey nigga. But now I wanna run the south. It's not where you from, nigga. It's where the fuck you at. So I switch that NY and flip it to a brave cat. Running up the check, running up the check. Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this. If you standing in my way, you gon' be on the floor for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, a grenade without a pen. Taking over, no apologies for killing all this shit. First off, you don't know who you fucking with. Right. That nigga KJ here bust quick. Better watch what you say when you run your lips. He's crazy in the range, you don't give a uh-huh. shit. Pop heels, that boy is so That's ill. Right. Disrespecting, you get killed. Slipping like the Viper, the DC sniper to the bitches. I want sleep hype, yeah. You don't want it with the kid from Jersey. Better pray to the Lord for some mercy. Uh-huh. Cause when I come, I come with fire. Stop putting on your rap shoe, liar. You ain't never do a bitch, you a bitch, nigga. You be lying in your rap, you ain't rich, nigga. Uh-huh. You don't want no war with the kid, nigga. Uh-huh. I run up in your motherfucking crib, nigga. I kill you, kill you, kill you. And leave no witnesses. No. And write a book about uh-huh. it, like OJ Simpson did. Uh-huh. I'm a Savage nigga, uh-huh. I am out of my mind right. I'll hunt you down if you got diamonds and right. grind I'm on my grind nigga, yeah. so don't you waste my time yeah. And if you disrespect the king, you know you cross yeah. the line yeah. I see you haters nigga, I, I hear you haters talking you, talk you gonna end up six feet deep in the fucking coffin <laughs> I'm about my paper, I'm about my thriller, I'm, I'm counting figures uh-huh. I seen a cross in your eyes, that's why you switch nigga Oh you a bitch nigga, uh-huh. I'm counting chips nigga uh-huh. You keep on chasing ass, I'm, I'm getting rich nigga Running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I'm out of for this, I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Kaepernick, no Afro pick. Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit, hey. Yes, we love that song. We love that song. We have our next fabulous guest. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, is she there? Are you hello? on mute? Hi. Yeah, hello. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, my phone was on mute. <laughs> That's, That's okay. <laughs> welcome to the chat room. For everybody that does not know the fabulous Danielle. Offit. Offit. I'm sorry, Offit. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your book. Um, um, hey, everybody. My name is Danielle Offit. Um, under Jessica Watkins Presents, JWP. Um, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. live in Atlanta, Georgia. been here all my life. Um, I have five novels. My recent one is Taming the Beast Beneath Her Beauty. Um, it's my latest one. Um, do I go into detail about it? Is that okay? You sure? You sure can. Okay, so Taming the Beast Beneath Her Beauty, um, I got my inspiration because um, I'm a reader first. Before I was a writer, I was a reader, and I got my inspiration because normally I write I write urban fiction, so normally guys are always in charge, but for this one, I wanted to make it a little different and, you know, let the women, you know, empower and take charge of the situation. So Sunny is um, the leading character. She's... Um, a tough, hardcore type of type chick or whatever who's taking over her father's drug game. 
And um, along her journey, her she's dealing with battles between friendships, falling apart, um, family turning against her, her own father, her own father did um, apparently. Um, so they're battling back and forth with territory. And um, although majority of the book is about, um, you know, her taking over the drug game, she she has a heart as well. She has a love life. Um, AP is his name, and he comes in. He's trying to soften her up and show her, you know. You can you can have the best of both worlds. So she's trying to maintain both. How can you maintain um, being the boss and still letting someone else lead you? So that's where she goes wrong at, and she's trying to go, get a hold of. Uh, it's a great novel. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, paperback, ebook, whatever you like. Hmm. Oh. Now um, this this is Tony uh, Danielle. Lisha and I are readers first and foremost, and uh, you know we're we're proud to say these days that we're book bougie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You gotta be. You gotta be. <laughs> and part of that bougie that we have is the title, the cover, and the synopsis. Now that title, mm-hmm. I love it. Taming the Beast beneath her. I, beneath her beauty. I like that. What what's the Thank what is you. the story behind that? Um, so I wrote the book first before I made the title. Uh, the titles are always hardest for me. So I'm like, what is, what's the name? And I renamed it like 10 times, but then I thought about it like really? 10 beast beneath her. <laughs> so she's definitely a beast in the streets and her love life. She's a beast and no one can tame her. She's go through multiple mm-hmm. relationships and she's just hard, a hard ass on everyone, on everyone. But one guy has to tame her. So that's okay. where I got the title from. Mm. So there's not a tame and I love beneath that. her. I love that it's beneath her. <laughs> and the, clearly beauty is her. Taming the beast beneath her beauty. <laughs> now, when you sat down to write your first book, what was going on in mm-hmm. your world that said, let me go ahead on and make this happen? My first book was Writing for the Wrong Nigga. That was my first novel. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. So so what made me write that book? So I wrote that one. Let's just say I wrote that one years before I published it, and I wrote it because, I was, I, of course, I was a reader first, and it got to a point where I'm like, mm, I can predict every single book I just read. I need to write my own. So I wrote it because it was a story in my head. So I'm like, hmm, let me just write it out. And I wrote it, and I just read it to myself. I, it's kind of weird, I know. So then my friend like read it one day. So oh, you should publish this. I'm like, really? So, but writing for the wrong nigga, it's I wouldn't say it's a true story, but the concept. Um, there's certain people in my life that was in certain situations that they didn't want to be in. So, um, it has realistic traits. I would say that we've all been in a situation where you've been in a toxic relationship or. Um, mm-hmm. A situation some women have been in abusive relationships, just put it that way, abusive relationships um, that they wanted to get out of. And that was just a book that I wanted to write about because it was very important to a lot of people near me and dear to me. So, writing for the wrong nigga, mm-hmm. she was writing for the wrong person. And getting away is something that wasn't easy for her to do. Like, it's not easy for a lot of women to do uh, realistically. So, that's where I got my first book idea from. Okay. And who was your biggest supporter when you decided to start writing? Uh, My biggest supporter, I would 
say my best friend's mom, no one took mm. me seriously, not even myself for the moment. Uh, when I wrote that novel, they were like, oh, you can't just write a book. I'm like, well, I did. But no one actually supported me except for her. When she read it, she pushed me, no, you need to finish this novel. You need to stay on top of it. Let me. She was my first reader, my first test reader, my biggest critic. Um, her name is Marilyn, by the way, because she's supposed to be tuning in. So if you're tuning in, uh, she's my biggest supporter. She pushed me. She still pushed me to this day. She's my number one test reader, my number one fan. She has all of my books on a, a mantle in her um, in her office. So... Big shout out to her. I love it. I love it. Now, your pen growth. How has your pen grown from your very first book until now? My pen growth, I can see my pen growth because my first one, I wrote it when I was 16. I'm not saying age has anything to do with your writing skills, but I've progressed because I've I've watched myself like – I can see where I went wrong in in some mm-hmm. ways. Of people don't know, I wrote it, so I'm a, I'm my biggest critic as well. I can see where I went wrong, and in certain situations, like learning how to not always put things in my perspective. I have to like be that character, like get into that character mode to learn like how they feel, not how I feel about everything. Because being the book will be about all the books will be about me, and that was that was a huge thing for me like stepping out of my comfort zone to write in another person's perspective. I've worked on that and I've I've seen that progress with each one of my books. Um my writing style I would say when you when you write, you just write just to be writing. You don't you don't really know like um how to like mm, what's the words I'm looking for? Like writing in different persons, that mm-hmm. was um, that's hard for me. I still can't write in in third person. I'm still working on that. That's a challenge for me. But I can. That's my goal for this year is writing in third person. Really, but you know what? I like I like a first hand first um, person pen, only because I believe in first person that you can. Add a lot of attitude. You can add a lot right. of character, more of a voice, and more of a um, you. You can make them more real because you can accent their attitudes and how exactly. they act and the quirky things that they do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love first person. It's like you can be that person. So when I'm writing about uh, Sunny slinging dope, that's me. I'm I'm a dope dealer for the next two hours while I'm writing this portion. Instead of like trying to write it in someone else like third person, I want to be that person. So that's why I love writing the first person. But some mm-hmm. readers don't like that, and I'm trying to be more diverse and give the readers what they want. So. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you receive uh, your your um, reviews since you're into uh, giving the readers what they want? How how are you receptive to to the good and the bad? Um, I haven't received many bad reviews, but the ones I have, I'm thankful for them because they helped me grow. Um, I, I love criticism, bad criticism, good criticism, whatever it is. It, it's your opinion, honestly. It's that, that person's opinion. Sometimes I agree, sometimes I don't agree, but each time I do take it into perspective, like, okay, they feel this way. 
and I might agree, and they might be right, and I'll mm-hmm. try to work on that, and I use that to better myself when I'm writing the next novel and the mm-hmm. next novel, but, I mean, you can't you can't please everybody, and I have to learn that the hard way, too. Like, my first book, I had a few bad reviews, and I'm just like, so I was down and about, but my publisher, she told me, like, you can't please everybody. Like, you wrote this book because this was your story. This is your story. So this mm-hmm. is my story, and I choose to share it with everyone because that's what I love to do. Uh-huh. So I try, and I try to make everyone happy with my novels. But if not, I totally understand, and I hope one day I can write something that everybody would love. Uh-huh. That's so true. That's the least I say here on the show. You know, every book is for everybody. All, you know, mm-hmm. so you, you have to, and that's showing growth as, as an author to be able to, to recognize that. Absolutely. Definitely. And the other thing is about bad reviews. See, the thing is, eh, you know what I'm saying? What did you get the bad review for? Because sometimes, a lot of times, readers use your reviews as a sounding board. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. when you have put them in your and they feel in so deep that they they feel like they have to just tell you how they feel. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, that's your job, though. Your job mm-hmm. is to put but, them in their feelings. But you know what? I love those type of reviews. Even though it might be, you gave me a one star, and and I, I've had a review like that. It's like one star, like, oh, it was a good book, but uh, you kill X, Y, Z. Exactly. Okay. Like, think, like, yeah, you get she, like the one star. I, I really don't care about stars, really. I just I don't look at the stars like that often. I just read the review. So one star, that's fine. But if in I see that you really deep down inside, you love that book because it got you in your feelings that somebody died. So mission accomplished mm-hmm. for me. That's right. <laughs> it's so true. So that's well, the bad know. review that I would take. Mhm. Now, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something fun because a lot of times when people don't know the authors, their book doesn't necessarily have legs. And so your personality, Uh it becomes your legs. And so T always likes to give a fun question. We like to see the natural flow of an author uh, and their creativity. So I'm excited on what she has for you. (laughs) All right. I'm ready. I would say Clutch of Pearls, however, I know that you're ready. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> she ready. She done rolled up her sleeve. She ready to tackle it. <laughs> I had to sit all the way up straight for this one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She done sat straight and rolled up her sleeve. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much for joining Lisa and I here on Let's Chat. And just sharing yourself with us and our listeners, we really appreciate that. Uh, but uh, we, like we just said, you're very welcome. We love hearing our guest creative juices flow. And uh, I'm going to give you three props. And I think I want to use Sunny because I like what Sunny got going on. So we're going to oh. give you three props for Miss Sunny to use. And she can use them with any other character. It doesn't even necessarily have to be in that book. It could be in any book. Or you can make up a new one tonight here on this chat. But tonight's prop for you, I'm loving what we're getting so far, is a raincoat a red thong, and a whip. If you could just incorporate those three props into Sunny's hands uh, in her surroundings, we'd love to hear what you come up with. 
Okay, a raincoat, a whip, and a red thong. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Okay, so it was after midnight when Sonny rode down Central Drive towards Genesis House. She couldn't believe that his baby mother answered his phone call. When she first heard her voice, she automatically assumed the worst. So, like any other scorn woman, she went over to confront him. But, but she had a trick that he wasn't ready for. As she pulled up to the gate, she punched in the code and entered. Creeping into the house in a red raincoat with a matching red thong and red bottom heels, she tiptoed up the stairs to find... Genesis in his room but that wasn't what startled her Genesis when she looked to her left she saw his baby mother Chastity laying on top of him under the covers immediately she ran over and snatched Chastity by her hair and jerked her to the floor she started punching punching raining punches on her face in anger Sardo Genesis woke up out of his sleep and jumped up out the bed. Sonny, what are you doing? Sonny looked up and saw Genesis stumbling over towards her and immediately took out the gun from her from the back of her raincoat and aimed it at his head. What the fuck is this bitch doing here? She yelled. Genesis was confused. He, he, the last thing he remembered was leaving the club and the rest went blank. He really didn't know what the fuck was going on. Chastity, blood dripping from her lip, looked on for Genesis for help. All, all I did was uh, tuck him in the bed. You did what? That's my man, Sonny yelled. Baby, I swear. Did I tell you to speak? This oh. was blown. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> you got us sitting here like, okay, what's next? <laughs> Sorry for all the pauses. I'm staring at the sky trying to just. <laughs> that was you good. Great. Did we do that yes. because we like to? We like to be able to let people experience the author's natural flow. Like authors, they have a natural thing. This is what goes on in their head every day. Like you could just be sitting mm-hmm. down. This is what goes on in mm-hmm. your head every day. Y'all that might was see something. Y'all might be somewhere that. and be like, "Ooh, that would make a good idea." That's what y'all do. What did you say, uh, Danielle? <laughs> I said that, that that's a, a very good exercise. I'm going to have to start doing that myself because that really caught me off guard, and that's something to keep my creative juices flowing. I, I really love that. <laughs> that's what we do here on that chat, me and Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, I can take a deep breath now. <laughs> it wasn't so bad, right? It wasn't that bad. No, no, no. It was off guard, but I, I think I did all right. <laughs> My first I like Leash. I like that baby mama part. Oh, shocks now! <laughs> you did really good. You did really, really well. We appreciate yes, you, you coming out and entertaining Thank our you. antics. 
And you know that you are welcome anytime. I want you to shout out all of your social media and where everybody can get your work. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Danielle Offit. That's O F F E T T. Um, on Amazon, I have do have my own Amazon page on there as well. Same thing, Danielle Offit. Um, on Instagram, it's the same. Actually, there's ten underscores in Danielle. Um, you can email me if you have any questions. You read a book you like, you have a book suggestion, you can email me as well at DanielleOffit at Yahoo dot com. Thank you guys so much for having me, and I would love to come back again. This was so fun. Oh, you are always welcome. Just hit us up, and we'll make it happen. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great evening. You too. Okay. At least she knocked that out the pot, girl, not the baby mama drama. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And was serious with it. I was like, okay, all right, all right. She was giving dialogue and everything. <laughs> right, I see her, and then I can see her head moving, like, like, I can see her head, like, she was into it. She was into it. That's why we do what we do here on Let's Chat. Yes. We love it. Now, <laughs> we will see y'all tomorrow. Our show has come to an end. We appreciate everybody that has streamed our show. Our Farmer's Market and our image um, show, well, we had our branding show is doing so well. We appreciate everybody that is looking, listening to those replays. Shout out to Ghana. We have like 30% of our listeners come from Ghana. So shout out to Ghana and all of those fabulous countries that listen to us across the waters here in the U.S. We thank you guys for your support. And we appreciate you guys. We will see y'all tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow it is going down, Battle of the Sexes. We got some fabulous hitters coming up in here. It's going to be exciting. We got Soldier Chalk, um, Love Mayotte, Sean St. Clair. Oh, my goodness, it is going down. It is going down. So I'm excited. We're going to see y'all tomorrow. 7 Chalk. P.M. Eastern Time. (laughs) Good night. Good night, everybody. Uh, Running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on their neck, stepping on their neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah, yeah. Let it come correct, gotta get respect. I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afro pick. Thinking over no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. Listen, I told you I'm a savage, but you wouldn't listen. Uh-huh. I came to take over the whole game, that's my mission. Cabbage Jordan, motherfucker, now pay attention. Now that I got your attention, uh-huh. let me complete my sentence. Born in the slums, I hustle for crumbs, I saw for days. Now it's time to get big, dug into my last day. Streets made me a menace, mama didn't raise uh-huh. no fool. Bottom line, you course was mine, homie, I eat your food. I ain't with that mumble uh-huh. shit, the only thing that mumbles quick is when I put that muzzle on that bitch and I freeze that shit. Yeah, I'm insane, nigga, crazy and I'm cool, cold. Split personality, I don't know who. So watch what you say to me. I will snap out. I'm a New York Jersey nigga. But now I want to run this out. It's not where you from, nigga. It's where the fuck you at. So I switch that NY and flip it to a brick. Running up the check. Running up the check. Yeah, yeah. Stepping on they neck. Stepping on they neck. Yeah, yeah. Haters popping off. I don't feel a threat. Yeah, yeah. Better come correct. Gotta get respect. I was born for this. I will, I will go to war for this. 
in my way, you gon' be on the floor for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, a grenade without a pen. Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. Hey, first off, you don't know who you fucking with. Right. That nigga KJ here bust quick. Better watch what you say when you run your lips. He's crazy in the range, you don't give a shit. Uh-huh. Pop pills, that boy is so ill. Right. Disrespecting you, get killed. Spit, feeling like the vibe for the DC. Slap to the bitches, I wear sleep hype, yeah. You 